Welcome back to East Tennessee Horticulture. My name is Matthew Anderson, and I'm a horticulture extension agent in Sevier County, Tennessee. So as we start to move through spring, uh, getting close to uh, summer, and as our temperatures are hitting in the 80s more frequently, um, we start getting more... Uh, I start getting more calls about uh, pests, insects, and diseases. Um, and so there's one particular one that I've received a couple of calls about this year. Um, and that is um, some arborvitae trees. And, and there's some similar trees to those, these evergreens, um, that tend to have some similar problems. And so um, of... They start browning on the bottom and start kind of going up the tree. And so, um, a couple of things, um, and that can be caused by a couple of things. Uh, when we think about um, a plant kind of dying from the bottom up, we think of environmental. Um, whether it's overwatering, underwatering, um, potentially heat, um, and things like that. Um, but also, too, um, it could be caused by, um, just in general, um, it could be caused potentially by an insect, uh, by mites. Um, there are potentially some, depending on where you're located, um, some boars. Um, and also, too, it could be caused by um, a fungal or bacterial canker. And so some of the things we, we want to look at, um, number one is observe. You know, do we have spots throughout the tree that are browning? Um, or is it just at the top or just at the bottom? Um, is it consistently in one spot, basically? Um, and things like that. We want to think too, okay, so um, what has the weather been like? You know, have we had, you know, so here in East Tennessee, uh, we're starting to get up to 80 degrees pretty consistently on uh, most days at this point. And so we kind of went from some cooler temperatures and we shot up pretty fast and have kind of been hanging there um, and haven't had much uh, rainfall for that. And so, um, even though we're not in a drought at this point, is that uh, we may, periodically through the year, we do have some drought-like conditions. We have long, longer periods of time where we're not getting, uh, our plants may not be getting enough water. Um, and so, kind of a combination of lack of precipitation and the excess heat is we start to see problems. Um, another factor we have um, this year and some years is we have had some pretty cold um, freezes. And even though these, um, these evergreens or varieties specifically um, may be designed to withstand, in our area to withstand temperature swings, is that sometimes that can cause um, the bark to split. And so, you know, in, in the instance that I've received calls, 
is you know looking looking at the the branch is dying. You know, do I see insects on it? Do I see any kind of um, sap leaking out? Um, if I'm not seeing that kind of stuff on the limb, is then I gotta kind of go to the trunk. You know, um, kind of look at the bottom of the trunk, kind of look all over the trunk. You know, is there spots where we see sap coming out? Um, do we see um, do we see holes? Um, what do we see? Do we see um, the bark turning black? And so, kind of narrowing it down from there. And so, um, so what we have seen this year is an increase of um, cankers in these trees. Uh, whether it been from damage from from an insect or from weather or from potentially mechanical, um, when there's a wound in the tree, it it um, provides an opportunity for fungal bacteria to get in there and to create a canker. And so, um, you know, so again, we want to look for those. And if that's the case, um, we want to make sure that there's not a whole lot we can do. Um, and there's not a whole lot we can do to prevent it um, from spreading to another tree. And so kind of our best option is, is to keep our plants healthy, to keep our trees healthy. Uh, when we talk specifically about arborvitaes, uh, we want to make sure... You know, if there's grass growing in it, if there's any plants or grass growing underneath the tree itself, we need to get rid of that. Um, grass, um, just like any plant, needs water, needs moisture. And so what happens is, is you have, and this can be twofold, is your lawn can actually be taking moisture from the tree, um, available that the tree could take up, especially in a, some drier weather. Um, and also, too, I've seen it the other way around. You know, you're trying to establish turf, and the trees are taking up the water, and turf has a hard time being established. And so, it's kind of this balancing act. Um, that being said, is you know, around your trees, around you know, specifically we're talking about arborvitaes, is you know, let's <clears throat> put something, put mulch or something down, but have it cleared of that grass, um, maybe even a couple of feet past uh, where that tree line is, and or where that branch, where the drip line is, the branches, how far they go, you know, maybe go a little bit farther than that, um, and again, because, you know, we have those roots underneath there, they're, they're searching for nutrients, they're searching for water, um, and so what that does is by removing that grass, it Again, it makes more moisture available to the plant. Um, also, too, you know, putting some mulch down kind of holds some of that moisture in as well. Um, something to think about, too, of course, once the tree has been established, we're not digging it up um, unless it's dead, is, you know, thinking about planting them is, okay, I'm making sure that it can get airflow. And get sun, you know. Um, these uh, 
most of these trees, most of these, ever, especially these evergreens, they need light. They need sunlight. And so we want to make sure that they're getting the sunlight, they're getting the moisture, um, that we're taking you know, these other variables out um, of the factor. Um, if soil test has not been done, um, having a soil test done, um, and so what that finds out is what nutrients we need. Is our pH off? Are we lacking our nutrients? We may or may not be, but um, again, um, anything that we can do to make it healthy, you know, like if, if for a doctor, if they have a sick patient, you know, we want to make sure, are they getting enough fluids, you know, are they getting enough um, food? You know, are they um, in an environment um, that they may be prone to being getting sick? Um, are they around people? You know, around situations. You know, we're gonna a doctor's gonna tell you, don't you know, don't need to be smoking, don't need to be drinking. You know, these things that can you know, that can hurt. You know, you need to be getting your sleep. And so the same thing with our plants and our trees is that we need to make sure that they're getting light, getting the water. If we're having a long period of time without moisture, whip out that hose um, and water it. You know, we want to be careful we don't overwater, um, for sure, but um, during these long periods of time without rain, it's okay to water. Um, that's what they need. Um, you know, making sure we get the, we got nutrients in there, um, making sure that, um, We've done everything we can to keep it healthy. And then, unfortunately, um, once, you know, a tree starts dying like that, or you have parts die, is that you just kind of cross your fingers and hope, hope and pray that it's going to come out of it. And again, if it's, if it's healthy, um, typically a canker will not kill the tree. And so, um, depending on how big it is, um, but again, realize is that once that has happened, there's not a whole lot you can do besides keeping it healthy um, and just kind of hoping for the best. And some some years it's either that's easier than others. You know, the weather helps us with that kind of thing, um, and some years not. Also, too, as I've seen quite a bit of social media posts uh, about people's tomato plants. Um, looking like the leaves are curling, um, and there's been a lot of confusion about, okay, is this herbicide, um, is this herbicide related, or is this um, environmental related, and so, um, this is tricky, um, it's, it's, can be really tricky to, to diagnose, um, especially at first, um, leaves can curl because of environmental factors. You know, you have some high heat, um, watering issues, overwatering, underwatering, um, herbicide usage, um, and one of the things about, um, you know, I kind of, as an extension agent I, and as a scientist, you know, as I look at what you know, what is the factors? What is the surrounding factors? You know, um, if it's one person that's having this issue and maybe they live in a neighborhood, um, maybe they're 
neighbor's lawn looks pretty pristine. You know, maybe there's some potential of some herbicides being sprayed. Is okay. You know, there might that might be the case. You know, um, I look at the weather. You know, have we gotten uh, moisture? Have we gotten water? Has it rained? Um, also, too, the temperature. And so, not that all these posts I've seen on social media, not necessarily that they all are the same thing, but you start seeing a pattern, you know. We're, in, we're all in East Tennessee, we're all having the same problem. You know, the chances of it being herbicide-related, um, probably pretty slim. Um, it could be coincidence, it could just be... Um, but, you know, one of the things that you can look at, which is help can determine, is, is the leaves, when they're curling, are they curling down or are they curling up? And so for herbicide, typically, uh, I don't know 100%, but um, typically those leaves are going to be curling down. Um, and so when you have leaves curling up, then it's more likely to be something like maybe water or heat, stuff like that. And so you have some options, right? You could say, oh no, I think it's herbicide. And I'm going to just throw away my tomatoes and be done with it. You know, fine. You're more than welcome to do that, right? Um, I will say this, that um, herbicides can definitely harm and definitely could um, kill a tomato plant um, now eating that tomato you know you're probably not going to have depend, I, won't, I won't say 100% but you're probably not necessarily going to have problems but in, probably in reality there's a thing too is if you wait it out and just see how the new growth comes out or doesn't come out and what happens with that is using a determining factor. Um, you know, when you wait it out and if your fruit starts looking wonky or your um, the new leaves coming out look wonky, you know, it's very possible that it's herbicide uh, damage. And so, you know, your options are this. Pull it out, be done with it. Wait it out and see, you know, okay, is the fruit coming out normal? Is these new leaves coming out normal? Um, also, too, is, um, you know, if it's heat-related, is that that will, you know, level out at some point in time, right? Um, just like if you go in, you're in your nice air-conditioned car or house, and you go outside, what do you do? You just kind of, ah, um, it's, it's not very comfortable, and that's what these plants are feeling, you know. Um, and so think about that, is that um, the shock <laughs> of heat um, can definitely affect our plants. And so, you know, we want to make, I mean, there's, unfortunately, when you go from cooler temperatures and out, when your plant's already outside and it jumps up really hot like it has, you know, there's not a whole lot that you can really do about it. You know, make sure that you're watering it. You know, if you go and you water it, you know, I mean, within a within a pretty close, pretty close in time, um, not a very long time, you should be able to see 
a difference. You know, are those leaves, you know, flattening back out? You know, when fruit set happens, does it set fruit, number one? You know, um, number two is when it sets, does it look normal? Um, does the new leaves that are coming out, they look normal? And so all these things um, we kind of do, you know. I mean, we can't go and get it out of shock. Um, after standing out in the heat for a while, you know, what do we, you know, we go back inside and we shock again, you know. So you're not going to dig up your plant and bring it back inside and, uh, you know, and love on it. But, you know, we want to just kind of wait it out is what I would suggest, you know. Um, be very cautious on accusing your neighbor for spraying pesticides because, again, herbicides. Because um, you, you don't know and you could be creating um, tension where there doesn't need to be tension um, on something that may not even be related. And so um, they're just things to, to consider. You know, maybe you bought some um, compost or, or something from someone that has herbicide in it. Um, that's always a possibility, you know. Um, but again, kind of wait it out um, and just kind of see, you know. Um, if you think it's your compost or your um, your hay that you bought, you know, maybe it's worth spending money to see, get it tested just to see. Um, but again, you will start seeing some deformities um, of the plants. Um, if there's herbicides involved, um, especially if it hadn't put on fruit, is that when that fruit comes out, there's going to be problems. Um, the growth is going to be stunted on the plant. Um, and again, you know, everybody, we get a huge heat increase and everybody starts posting that their tomatoes are doing this. Maybe it's related to that. Um, and so just be careful jumping to conclusions. And again, um, all else fails is you treat your, your plants, um, you try to keep them as healthy as possible. You ride it out. You know, if your threshold is, okay, leaves are, leaves are bent over, I'm not happy about that, I'm going to pull them out. Pull them out. You know, but I would just recommend just wetting it out, see what happens, um, and they should be fine. Uh, once these temperatures start kind of leveling out, once there's moisture um, finally being replenished, is I really do think that a large percentage of these concerns are going to go away. And we will move on with our summer and have tomatoes and uh, be enjoying those very soon. So I appreciate you listening um, to this uh, podcast. And again, if you, have, if you ever have any questions or concerns, feel free to reach out to me. My email address is mande125 at utk.edu. And um, you can always call the Sevier County Extension Office with any questions or concerns. And I would be more than happy to um, address those. Uh, that being said, we'll see you next time.